Hey everybody, this is Gary here with the Shoot Radio, and joining us on the phone right now, he's he's wrestled, he's managed, he's announced for the WWE, and, and last week he was released from the WWE, and we have him on the phone with us right now. Here is Matt Stryker. Matt, say hello to everybody. Hello to everybody. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. I do appreciate it. No, man, thank you. Thank you. I can imagine that your uh, email inbox has been flooded since uh, since you announced your release. Oh uh, yeah, thank God. You know, a lot of people are reaching out and giving me some opportunities. Hopefully something good can come of it. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, I've heard you in other previous interviews and, and you seem like a really good dude. So I, I think that you're going to land on your feet. And uh, I think that uh, since the release, you know, so many guys, Matt, when they get released, uh, sometimes they go out on, you know, Twitter and Facebook and, and other places of the Internet and they just go and, and just bury the company and you, you seem to be a real class act. You just come out. You've been very respectful in talking about your release. And uh, I think there's a good quality in that. I, I appreciate it. I just, I don't have anything to bury them on. And, and a lot of times I know that makes for good radio and in and, and this age of reality television, people want smart, but I, I have nothing to bury them on. If I did, you know, maybe I would, but I really don't, you know, I mean, I, I you got to look in the mirror and you got to be honest with yourself. If anyone deserves to be buried literally and figuratively at this point in my life, I think it's me. Really? <laughs> why do you, why do you say that, Matt? Um, well, you know, again, you can't sit around feeling sorry for yourself and you're the only one that can ever be blamed for anything. I mean, I can't blame WWE. They've constantly tried to give me direction and they've, kept me on board for far longer than anyone thought I would. And there just comes a time where you have to understand, you have to humble yourself and admit that people know more than you do. And Mm -hmm. they, the executives know exactly what's best for their company. And if they tell you you're not a part of it right now, okay. You know, okay. What can I say? What can I, I can beg, I can plead. I can come up with different scenarios that I can do for you. I can sweep your floors. I can do whatever you want. But if you don't want me here, I can't argue with that. Sure, sure. I mean, they at the end of the day, they sign the checks. But, I mean, you know, you, you, you've you been a wrestler with the company. You, you've announced. You've managed. I mean, how, how you know, as an employee, how do you take that, you know, when they say, okay, okay so you're the wrestler. Okay, so now, you know, we're, we're going to have you be a manager. And then you're a manager. Well, you know, we're going to have you be an announcer. How do you process that? You know, as a human being, I mean, do you take it as, as a sign of any kind of demotion? Or are you just like, hey, you know, look. I have a great opportunity here. I'm just going to do whatever they whatever they want me to do. Well, I think it might be my narcissism, but I don't think I'm a human being because I just <laughs> never really I never really am able to connect with other human beings. It's ridiculous. I get along better with children and animals than I do with adults, and I think that's you know a very indicative of of my growth or lack thereof. But how do you take it? Yeah. Uh, for me, I take it as oh, cool, something else I can try. Oh, really? You want to try me in this? Thank you very much. How can I be the best at this? Who can I learn from? How can I pass on what I learned to the next guy? The sad thing is, is just this morning, I opened up my, uh, my travel bag and started to unpack like I normally would. And at the bottom of my bag, as it has been for the last eight years, are my old wrestling boots, my knee pads, and my trunk my trunks and I've never taken them out of the bag and this morning I went to take the boots out of the bag and and I said you know what let me leave them in the bag because at least I know because I wrestled managed announced commentated backstage interview promo uh, directors things like that 
I can do all these things. So let me take all these tools that I learned from WWE. Let me throw them all in this bag. Let me strap this bag to my back. And world, what do you have for me? Because whatever you have for me, I'm pretty sure I have a tool in this bag to, to make this to make that job work. Yeah, I mean, it it sounds you know it's very interesting just to see the you know the the direction that you've taken with the company in, in your time there. And I want to follow back on something you said earlier. You had mentioned you don't interact well with human beings. Is that something that goes back to like your childhood? I mean, were you just like a shy person or just not very social? How does that work? I uh, I grew up. In a, in a house filled with women, four sisters, three aunts, mom, whatever. My my only outlet was my dad and my grandfather. So as social situations began to present themselves in the formative years, I always wanted to just stay home and hang out with the two coolest people I knew, which were my dad and my grandfather. So as you begin to you know miss out on the on the formative years of public school and middle school and high school, eventually you you don't have those tools. Those tools weren't developed in me. I can fake it and no one's the wiser, but now that I'm, I'm going to be as candid as I can, you know, there's, there's some anxiety and there's some depression and there's some just aloof. I, I'm a loner. I, I, I like to be alone. Um, my girlfriend hates this about me. I can sit outside and, and she, this is, these are her words. I talk to the trees I don't know why I just, I am connected to something else and maybe it's a defense mechanism, but I'm just a lot safer in, in my own, in my own little world. And I, you know, I mean, I don't know. No, I kind of know what you're saying. I mean, like I, I feel like that sometimes with, with my girl and other family, like, you know, you sit around and you're like, you know, sometimes I'd rather just be hanging out by myself. I don't want to be bothered. You know, hey, honey, can you do this? Can you do that? I, I for me, I, 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 you know, I, I feel like I, I just, I, I like to be, uh, you know, either on the phone or watching TV or, or outside or something like that. So I could definitely identify with that a little bit. And, you know, so are you good communicating with family? Is it just strangers that you're, that you don't communicate well with? Or is it, you know, across the board with the exception of your father and your grandfather? It's interesting. I connect with strangers a lot. Um, really? I had a friend of mine that told me that I'm if, if we are at a venue and there's a party going on and you can't find Matt, you know where you're going to find Matt? You're going to find Matt in the kitchen talking to the help. You're going to really? find Matt sitting, sitting outside conversing with the janitor in, in, in broken Spanish about soccer. For some reason, and this sounds terrible, mm-hmm. most people... People are not very interesting. Most people want to talk about themselves and they want to put on this this face so that you think they are something that they're not. I have this terrible, terrible ability to, to kind of see through people and to, and to see you're not that way. You're not genuine. Oh, please don't sit here and show me your tattoos. It doesn't make you any different than the next person. Please right. tell me something real. Tell me something substantial. And, um, and I guess maybe it's just my, my lack of patience for, uh, grandstanding right. <laughs> <laughs> that I just, and I, I have no social truth. I, I don't, I, I, you know, I, I just, I can't get into mundane conversations with people or I, I went to a concert last night and the guy, I was wearing a, a boxing t-shirt, Hagler Hearns, the fight, I was wearing a t-shirt right. and all this guy could do was talk to me about his experiences about how he remembers the fight. And I'm sure he's a sweetheart of a man. Right. I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to know where you, oh, you got into a fight in college because of the, the fight? That's wonderful, pal. It's, I'm trying to watch Rush. I, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Yeah, I, 
I don't know, man. I I feel like definitely with uh with 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 family, it's it's tough to talk to sometimes. But yeah, sometimes strangers like going on the radio that seems to be a hell of a lot easier than you know calling my mother on a regular basis. It's so weird. I don't get it. Yeah, it's a word I've heard a lot in my life is weird, <laughs> but I've embraced it. Is all I'm saying. I, I accept who I am. I, I I don't need to be validated to be something else. I'm content with who I am. And I think at the end of the day, that's, that's what you have to answer to. Am I a good person? Am I trying to do the right thing? Am I real? Am I genuine? Check, check, check. Okay, cool. You know, last week, uh, towards the end of the week, you got your release. I'm, I'm always curious about how this works. I mean, do you meet with somebody? Do you just get a call? Hey, you're, you're done. How does all that work? Basically, it's like the movie Flash Gordon. They bring you into a room, and there's this rock there with several different holes in it, and you have to put your hand in the hole, and if you get bit <laughs> by the scorpion, you have to leave. Uh, no, they, uh, they, they, they have a formal you know, invitation to come and meet, and, um, and they explain to you in their benevolence, because they don't owe you an explanation at all. It was kind of them to give the explanation. They explain that you know, this is the direction we're going in, and, and this is where we feel that you don't fit in, or so on and so forth. We think it's best to part ways. Uh, WWE is very kind to me and benevolent and generous in, in, in that. And, um, and that's, that's how they do it. They shake your hand. They look you in the eye like professionals and you know, the door never closes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially with the way that you've handled it and, you know, in recent days, but I mean, you know, when you get that initial, you know, announcement, Hey, you know, we're, we're going to let you go. It's easy to, I guess, go in a few days later and reflect now, you know, but the initial, I guess, is there an initial shock when it happens or were you kind of expecting it? Do you think maybe you did anything to, to provoke it or, you know, what's your thoughts on it? I, I internalize a lot and I process a lot internally. So, uh, right when they're saying it, there's a, I like to say it's a monkey on a unicycle climbing symbols in my head. There's a carnival that goes off and, and there's a process that goes on and you are immediately now thinking, of all the things you can do. What can I say here? Where can I go? What's going on here? Should I just jump out the window? What should I do here? Oh, look, that pen looks kind of sharp. I should stick that in my neck. Things of this nature. But um, as far as, you know, if I had done something or that, I mean, you know, I'm sure that I had done many things that many people at the top have glanced over or said, you know, I give him another chance, whatever, or, or maybe it is exactly what it is that here's a different direction and you're not a part of it. You know, I mean, I won't let my ego say, you know, I had to do something. There had to be something. They can't just let me go. The WWE is bigger than any one entity. And that's been proven time and time again. And that will be continue to be proven time and time again. The only thing that WWE cannot sustained without is the fan base and thank god the fan base will always be there wwe goes on after hulk hogan after stone cold after the rock after john cena believe me it goes on after night striker yeah and you you you've always been uh you know such a uh, knowledgeable guy on, on wrestling itself and how how long how far back do you go as far as watching wrestling who some of the first guys that you saw when you started watching it got you into it yeah, when I was seven years old, I was sitting on the couch with my dad, and he asked me if I wanted to see someone fly. And no seven-year-old's going to say no to that. And he put on wrestling, and Superfly Jimmy Snuka was leaping across the TV, and, and I was hooked, and my dad saw it. We were supposed to go to a movie that day, but instead we sat at home, and through the art of storytelling, 
my dad began to tell me about all these great wrestlers that when he was a kid, how his father, my grandfather would take his shoe off and throw at the TV every time Johnny Rods would come on (laughs) or how hat pin Mary would sit in the front row and stick the bad guys with, with a hat pin. And the way he told the story, it was so colorful and it came to life that it's just my imagination began. You know, I, I was real fortunate that both my parents, although they were divorced, they, they worked together well to raise me. It wasn't just sitting in front of the television and, and let him zone out. They, they fostered imagination. The very next Monday, my father came home with my first three wrestling magazines ever that I still have to this day. Looking back, I think my dad knew that this is how I'm going to get my seven-year-old to read. This is how I'm going to get my seven-year-old to know exactly where Waxahachie, Texas is, because no third grader, second grader knows where, where Waxahachie, Texas is. I don't think people now know where it is. I had no idea. Was, <laughs> but I knew where it was because that's where Dick Murdoch comes from. And right. Parts Unknown, I can't tell you how many times I searched the globe and the map for Parts Unknown. I think I found it somewhere near Sri Lanka, but I'll keep the secret to myself. I think all wrestling fans look for Parts Unknown. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to live there. And, and and then at what point, you know, did you all, when after you got hooked on watching wrestling, did you always know that you wanted to get into this business or did you have other plans in mind? Um, you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plans. My grandmother used to say that to me both in Italian <laughs> and in German. Um, at the time, I didn't know that you could get into wrestling. I had no idea. Right. I was just a hyperactive kid with a hyperactive imagination. And then one day at a gym, I was wearing a wrestling t-shirt. And this is during the time where wrestling t-shirts weren't just everywhere. And someone came up to me and said, oh, hey, wrestling. And we began to talk. And this is in the infancy of the Internet. So I'm giving away my age here. Uh-huh. A couple of days later, this kid came into the gym with a crude printout of some wrestling schools. And as I scanned the list, I saw Johnny Rods. Right. And I've always had a very strong faith and, and I, it's not a religion thing. It's just a faith thing. I knew right there that you didn't need to shine a light on this. This was where I needed to go. This is what I, and honestly, I would have been happy just training, just meeting Johnny Rods. I, I had no idea it was going to become what it went on to become. And, and then from there, just God's the driver. I'm just kind of hiding in the trunk. Right. Right. Um, just, just a few more here and then we'll let you go. I know you're doing a lot of these. Um, last night, uh, we found out that, uh, Alex Riley, uh, filled in, uh, on superstars last night. Now we don't know if that's a permanent role or not, but you know, here's another guy who's wrestler. He, he managed now he may be doing announcing. Do you see any parallels with that? And what's your take on Alex Riley? Uh, I've always gotten along with Alex Riley. He's a good kid. He's a taller, better-looking version of Matt Strider. <laughs> he, uh, he, I believe he's a graduate from Boston College. He's well-spoken. He's bright. And I think it's a great opportunity for Alex Riley. And, and to me, this is what is my saving grace. I'm gone now, and then I read that it's Alex Riley that's sitting in that chair. And I think about all the conversations I've had with Alex Riley. Maybe one thing I said to him he he uses on the show and he's now he's now the breath of fresh air he's now the new guy i i don't fault anyone for that wwe gives opportunity they gave me an opportunity they're giving alex riley an opportunity and i i expect great things for out for alex riley and, and I'm, I'm genuinely happy for him right right now were you were you, were you really close with him uh, I wouldn't say really close. I tended to gravitate towards people that 
that needed gravitating towards, I guess. Okay. Um, I, I was never part of any clique or group within WWE. I was more friendly with the lighting and prop and catering guys right. than I was with some of the, the wrestlers. And I was just as friendly with John Cena as I was with JTG. You know, that, that right. I had no, I didn't, there used to be someone in WWE that would walk into catering where we all eat and would look to see where the most over guy was sitting and go and sit with that person. Oh boy. Well, one day that person walked in and Edge was sitting at one table, uh-huh. John Cena sitting at another table, and, and there was another top star sitting somewhere else. And you could see the confusion on this talent's face. Where do I go sit? Whose ass do I kiss? Right. <laughs> I, I would always just go sit with the person that was sitting by themselves. Let me ask you this. You seem like you had a great experience with the company. Did you ever at all have any issues with, with anybody or at any time? Uh, yeah. When I, when I first came to WWE, I, I did not wear humility well. I think people mistook my New Yorkness and my excitement for arrogance. And uh, I am glad that that happened. I'm glad that some of these you know, battle-tested veterans sat me down in their way and said, hey, man, I slept in a car and, and, and wrestled for $5 and, 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 you know, did all these things so that a kid like you can walk in here right now. And once I started to realize that, I began to adopt the same theories and mentality. Now, it's a lot different these days because now it's, here's an opportunity, but mm. the, respect, the respect for what guys that have come before me have done, it, it still lives in me. And I really hope that I can pass on what was taught to me to, to another generation coming in so that we can keep this respect and we can keep this specialty of being a, a professional wrestler or a WWE superstar. It's a special thing. It takes a special person. Not everyone can do it or should do it. Right. Is there, is there anybody in particular that you learn that you would say you learned the most from, or did you kind of learn a little bit from everybody? Um, you know, I, I learned a lot from a lot of people, uh, uh in different ways. Uh, I've mentioned before how, how edge kind of took me under his wing and, and brought me in as this pudgy little George Costanza, but just from driving with him and talking with him, you learn. And William Regal took on some, somewhat of a mentoring role to me and, and became my friend. And I learned how to be the most important thing you can be a gentleman from William Regal. Uh, JBL taught me lessons in, in a different way of, of how to be, um, names that we're not supposed to name anymore. And I think it's a shame that we're not supposed to name these names taught me some of the greatest lessons in the entire world. And I mean, everyone from, from Mr. McMahon to Jen, the catering lady have taught me things. Wow. Wow. So, so now, now that, uh, you know, you're out of the WWE, is uh, I mean I, I know you've done some some indie stuff. You know, is is wrestling? Do you do you still look to have that as a prominent part of your life, or do you want to kind of you know look at other things? You know, other opportunities, maybe like movies, TV. I think the best thing is that I just came out of the Harvard of entertainment. Right. WWE has taught me not only how to be a wrestler because I'll be honest with you, I didn't know how to really be a wrestler until I got there. And a lot of guys on the independent scene are doing what you know, their crowds expect, but that is not how to be a wrestler. How to be a wrestler comes from learning it the WWE way. I've learned how to, how to host, how to do live events. I've learned to do commentary interviews. I'd like to explore 
before I came to WWE, I used to do commercials and movies when I was younger. It's something a lot of people don't know. I was in a movie with Captain Lou Albano and, and when I was a child. So I'd like to explore commercials, voiceover work, hosting work. I'd like to explore stunt work. And if nothing else, there is no shame in going back and teaching at the college or high school level and continuing to shape minds and, and help yeah, I mean, either way, you're you're still giving back. You know, you, if you go back yeah. to teaching, you can you can help out others. You know, Matt, you've been so gracious with your time. And before I let you go, is there anything that you want to uh, promote? You know, where can people find you? What do you got upcoming? Yeah, I mean, if you're interested, it's four F O R Matt Striker with an I at Gmail, and I'm taking all bookings. And I know this is going to sound terrible, but the one thing that I do want to promote the WWE product because it still is good and it still is something that is going to entertain us. Mm-hmm. And by all means, you should support that product. And, uh, just, I mean, thank you. Anyone that's ever met me knows how much I love this and just, just be good to people. You know, someone does something nice for you. Don't pay it back, pay it forward. That's all. Yeah, very good. I, and I agree with you on the WWE thing. I, I think they are red hot right now. And, and, you know, I know the internet community gets a bad rap a lot, but we're not all bad. And, and the people that want to bitch about it right now, they just, they always have something to bitch about. That's, that's all I want to say about that. But I agree with you. It's a great product right now. So Matt, uh, with that, thank you so much for your time and the door is open. If there's anything we can ever do for you here, as far as promoting, you know, let us know and we'll, we'll get it out there for you. All right. I appreciate it. I'm going to go play my drums now and let out some aggression. Very cool. (laughs) Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, man. Good luck.